Welcome to the Beyond the Guest List podcast. My name's Charlotte from Harbour and & Coop and we're a mobile cocktail bar company based within Yorkshire. From us, you can expect a real, raw and honest look into the wedding and events industry with guest appearances, some upcoming trends, some solo episodes and so much more. So grab a glass of wine, sit back, relax and let's jump straight into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Guest List. Um, I'm here today with the lovely Georgie from Keys in the Detail. Um, Georgie, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, to hi everyone. So I'm Georgie from Keys in the Detail and um, I run a wedding planning business and I'm basically here to um, yeah, give you a little insight as to what I do. Real. And how long have you been in the industry for, Georgie? So Keys in the Detail has actually only been around for the last 15 months, um, but I'm now getting on to 10 years worth of industry experience. Um, so whether it be weddings, um, corporate events, um, or kind of charity um, balls and that type of thing, literally, you name it, I've done it all. Um, both kind of within the UK and also spent quite a bit of time over in the States um, doing weddings and events as well. Um, but my roots are firmly back in Yorkshire um, and yeah ready ready to kind of you know help brides finally tie the knot because obviously we've had a little bit of um, of an unfortunate last year in terms of wedding dates and postponements and that type of thing so um, yeah I'm kind of on hand really for anybody who needs that extra assistance. And obviously you just said it's been a bit of a strange year as we are all aware um, but I know that you've done quite a lot of stuff. You've taken things online. You've done some virtual stuff. Do you want to give the listeners a bit of a chat through the sort of things that you've been offering that's not necessarily like face-to-face consultations? Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the big things that we started um, back in March now, which um, went down really well with the virtual wedding fairs. So this gave suppliers the opportunity to showcase what they were offering and of course they kind of had to switch up what they were doing in different ways as well um, as you know Charlotte and it gave us the chance to then be able to kind of almost advertise that for them um, as well as our own services too and it was just a one-stop um, place really where brides could go for advice ideas supplier recommendations um, and yeah, it was just kind of, it was nice to almost kind of make relationships with both suppliers and brides that were using the virtual wedding fairs as a place to basically help plan their wedding. So it meant that you didn't need to go to all the venues that have previously done wedding fairs as such. Of course, they were all closed and we were bringing it online to them instead. It's a really good idea that and I think, well, from what I've seen, it's definitely proved popular as well. Who do you sort of determine who the suppliers are that you want to put your couples in touch with? So for me, um, I always like to make sure that I have gained some kind of relationship or had an experience with that um, supplier myself before just recommending anybody. It's helped that I'm actually a bride to be myself. So there are a lot of people that I have made my own inquiries with and kind of got to be on their journey to and experience that firsthand. So I would say that 90% of the people I'm recommending are actually people that I am either using for my own wedding or have used for other events that I've planned already. Um, and other weddings that I've planned already so that I have a really good idea of what to expect from that supplier um, and what they require from the couple um, or whoever it is planning the wedding and it just kind of gives us a 
like a relationship already kind of before we've even began um, which is really nice and I tend to find works really well if you've got that trust between um, suppliers and things it's it just makes it so much easier and yeah the, the bride obviously is trusting me at the end of the day so I need to know that who I'm investing my kind of confidence in is, is going to deliver yeah and I know that obviously you had, had to, to postpone because of the whole pandemic with your wedding but thankfully you're not far off now are you from the, the big day no not at all so yeah you're right we postponed and um, we was originally getting married in St Lucia which was meant to be February just gone um, and we came to the decision that who knows when we could next get to St Lucia really given everything that's going on so we'd made the decision to have a UK wedding um, which is now just over three months away um, which is what I call crunch time for brides really um, because it's when we kind of naturally go into like panic mode a little bit um, but I'm trying to practice what I preach in the respect that actually you know we can kind of keep everything in order there's no need to stress um, I've had the extra time like many of other brides to plan um, and make sure that everything is as it should be and how I want it to be um so yeah excitement more than anything really and um that's try that I'm trying to channel that to other brides too as opposed to be taken over by the nerves I can imagine it's quite beneficial that you're going through that process as well along with some of your other brides who may be in different process uh, in different stages sorry of their journey and the planning process and stuff so I guess it makes you quite relatable you know you can genuinely understand that they might be stressed or if a supplier has fallen through or if you know the the venue that they wanted a booked up and they can't be any more flexible it's, it's quite good that you've kind of got that live experience almost to go through it with them yeah 100% and I think that's one of the things that I get quite often um that I suppose is a compliment is that I am relatable um and I think brides like that because they find it approachable um and can almost say things to me that any worries or concerns without feeling silly because I know that actually I'm probably going through it too um, and vice versa so it is it's quite nice I feel like I can kind of go on that journey with them um, and yeah ultimately um, the goal is to come out the other side um, together obviously and people are finally starting to tie the knot again um, and restrictions are lifting and it is um, you know with kind of the light at the end of the tunnel that we've all been hoping for. What are the sorts of things that you think that your couple should be looking for in a wedding planner? So I would look for somebody again that um, you do find quite relatable and that you trust that's sort of got like your vibe as it were um, and that might sound quite silly to say but you'll find that there are some people that um, have kind of expertise in certain areas um, in terms of planners and things so it's good to kind of get an idea of what it is that's actually important to you first some people are uh, want the big white wedding other people want that kind of marquee setup you know it's all very um bespoke to what you are looking for um and i think i try and make myself as approachable as possible so that people can pitch to me their ideas and um i can help them in what way i can and if i can't then i'm very open to kind of recommending them to um I, you know i still work with other planners that i might believe that they're more suited for um so it's just about them finding um somebody that they think they can trust somebody they think they can talk to um and relate with really i also think that kind of the type of 
person that you are, especially because of the last year, has kind of all come across over social media. So there's not really been the opportunities to kind of have those face-to-face um, meetings or anything like ordinarily we would I'm kind of the first person who'd be like oh do you like Costa you know like <laughs> take them for a coffee type of thing but we've had to do a lot of things over Instagram so um, I mean I've tr- tried to really build um, that Instagram platform so that um, brides can see what I'm all about but it has meant that it's one of the few channels that they've been able to have as opposed to you know meeting in person going to their venue walking around the venue with them and that type of thing. What would you say for somebody who's possibly looking at an event planner or a wedding planner, but perhaps doesn't have the budget? Is there anything that you think specifically they should maybe try and focus on as like a priority or things that are kind of like, from your perspective, a bit of a non-negotiable? Yeah, so for me, that type of thing would be um, making sure that you've got all the suppliers that you want, because ultimately they're going to club together to create that end vision. Um, So when I'm planning a wedding, the first kind of three things that I like to check is your date and your venue. Um, and if you've got a photographer, because for me, I think all the effort and the time that you're putting into the, um, the planning and of course the day itself, you met, you know, photographs will never fade. So to have those memories, um, is just so important. And I'm, I've yet to come across anybody that, you know, doesn't see their photographer as like a priority in the wedding industry um, when booking a wedding, sorry. So I think that's really important. There's also options that I can offer, for example, if you don't want um, a wedding planner, but you just need a little bit of advice with the styling or the the kind of like overall theme and feel for your wedding, um, then we can do mood boards um, for you, which really just it kind of pulls everything together you can share it with all your suppliers so that everybody's on the same page and the the it's just like a really good way of kind of capturing everything that's going on in the bride's mind on her pinterest board on her saved instagram posts you know it can be such a mind it can be such a minefield it just sort of streamlines everything and keeps everybody on the same page and i recommend sharing those with your photographer your florist your stylist your cake designer all that type of thing because it just um really keeps everybody on the same page so if you can't invest in a wedding planner I would invest in the mood board um, because you've had a bit of professional advice mixed with um, keeping everybody in the loop that you are, that you are working with. Um, and that works really well. And ultimately everybody's then working towards the same thing. I think just going back to what you were saying as well about um, checking that your photographers are available and that your venue is available. I think something that we found, especially since the whole pandemic, because it's like the whole industry has been pushed back a year. So everybody similar to yourself, everyone who's supposed to be getting married in 2020 is now in 21 or 22. And I think there's something that we've kind of learned is just reaching out to the suppliers who you think you'd quite like. You're not necessarily totally set on, but just asking how far in advance they need to book we had an inquiry so at the time of recording this we're sort of at like the middle of May we had an inquiry for May 2023 um, and they were saying you know how far in advance should we book and I was saying now (laughs) because you know everything's getting filled up so quickly and I think like you said it is really important that you're checking that those people who you definitely want or think you want are going to be available on the day 
yeah absolutely 100% and like you say because of the way that the world has been for the last year or so um inquiries uh, are like kind of years in advance and I must stress that if anybody's even thinking about it just do it and us as suppliers are you know very friendly very approachable and looking for those conversations as well and it might just take that conversation to inspire a bride to think actually well I could do that like they said and I mean I'm the type of person that will happily offer advice in all areas um so they might come to me with one question and then by the end of our chat you know I've, ans I've actually answered three or four or five of their burning questions and you never know until you kind of actually have that engagement so I would advise that if you're even thinking about it um, just do it and get the ball rolling and nobody's kind of necessarily saying you've got to book there and then but it just opens up um you know doors and for you to actually have the opportunity to book and you've got all the information in front of you if you want to and um, so off the back of all of that what would you say that your absolute dream event it would be to plan oh okay well one of my favorite um weddings that i've ever done was on the beach in hawaii um, and that was just incredible. And I'm a big fan of the um, Fair Sisters, Billy and Sam. And I don't know if you ever saw the wedding that she had in the Maldives, yeah. but that took me right back to the Hawaii um, beach wedding. And I would love to do another one like that um, for sort of, you know, um, that no budget, hop on a plane, and that kind of big destination wedding is um another one that I, I want up my sleeve for the next few years <laughs> yeah. well if I need to get married I would more than happily go to Hawaii so you're more than welcome to come <laughs> so I can imagine not that it's an easy job but planning in the UK where you can you're all on the same time zone you can call somebody else's cake maker and just say just checking you come at this time of the day or you know I know you also do the like on the day um help out as well what's it like when it comes to planning overseas because I can imagine it's obviously well, not obviously, but I can imagine it's quite difficult to liaise with suppliers who possibly their first language isn't English or they're on a different time zone and that kind of thing. How do you manage that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I work around the clock anyway, but you do have to be open to 3am video calls and that type of thing and getting email responses at bizarre times and things. Um, and that's just kind of the way it is, really. It's nice because... Um, there are still within sort of the wedding community that I feel like we kind of got um, locally. There is something kind of globally within that as well. I find that, um, you know, there are bloggers and planners, um, you know, in Greece and Italy, France, Spain and things that um, I still do liaise with in order to kind of make these destination weddings happen. Um, so it's really good. Sometimes they'll have suggestions themselves um, and other times actually it can work out um no more no more expensive to take a photographer locally over or um you know anybody that has a particular um stylist in mind or anything like that even floristry and things sometimes it can work out just as you know or no more expensive should i say um to look at taking them out as much as using the mother seas as well mm -hmm. so it's just about weighing things up and i kind of do a lot of the collating the quotes and that type of thing so that people can weigh that up and see what they would prefer and would you give them like a to take sort of their uk ideal um 
whether it's caterers or florists or whatever, would you give them a quote for that? And then would you find somebody locally in the area or area where they're actually getting married as well, just to compare? Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes it's nice to be able to use their local suppliers and support them. Sometimes kind of the little, the small little Italian towns and things like that actually come up with the biggest and the best florals and, you know, the food is out of this world and things. So I think there are some elements that I would say, you know stick with what you know maybe photographer would be up there with that on that list but then there are others where I'd say absolutely kind of go with what is local and what's out there um you know some of the best food and wine that we actually serve at weddings in the UK could have been imported from these places in the first place so yeah that's a really good point um and so obviously I know you said that you've been in the industry as a whole for quite a while now but you've only been um with keys in the detail for about 15 months but what are three things that you have learned since you have been running keys in the detail what are the big top three things um I think communication is everything so um in terms of you know putting yourself out there um making yourself kind of stand out a little bit um, and be that approachable person that I was saying I, I do believe brides really like um, so I do that by yeah communicating with suppliers like yourselves um, and trying to kind of like involve people in things that I do as well so I find that um, you know teamwork is the dream work at the end of the day and if we can all collaborate and work together then that really seems to um, benefit both myself that other business and the brides get in the best of both worlds that way too um because everybody's ideas um are better than one most definitely um so something that we have heard of quite a bit in the industry is that there's maybe venues who have got specific like caterers that they use or only stylists that they use at said venues and um, if it's a venue that you've never been to before how do you sort of manage the expectation of the couple and also any sort of pushback that you might get from the venue with regards to using external suppliers so um that is something that you you do tend to come across quite often and um, now with all my packages i offer um to actually go to the venue with the bride and groom and um, to kind of walk around they can show me it from their perspective because often you'll find that a bride and groom have a totally different vision to maybe the venue owner or the venue manager um, so it's nice to go with them and actually meet them there to be kind of see it from their perspective and what they're looking for um, and more often than not the bridal kind of splare out all her vision and then I can kind of go from there really and almost like add to that um, I've never had any issues before in respect of that um, people feel that you can't bring an outside wedding planner in I think actually um venues do find it to be very helpful because there's a very common misconception of that if you've got a wedding coordinator at the venue then you don't need a wedding planner and i can totally see from an outsider's perspective why you would believe that and um, because you're thinking well i've already got somebody's help but more often than not their responsibility is based around the venue itself so it will be things like clean crockery and you know are there enough chairs at the table and that type of thing because that's their responsibility the wedding the thing that's different is for a wedding planner it is actually about the whole the wedding as a whole in the day so it could be you know the the florists arriving or the car's broken down let's say and you know it, i've actually been before to the florist to pick up 
um, flowers for a bride because the florist car wouldn't start that morning. Do you know what I mean? Things like that, that you can just be on hand all the time um, coordinating the suppliers once they arrive. For example, Charlotte, um, if you were to come with Harbour and Coop and it was a case of, right, I know exactly where the bride and groom want you. Let me take you there to set up. Um, can I get you anything? Do you know what I mean? It's sort of the, the bride and groom aren't going to be there to have those conversations with. So it's just somebody else who's kind of done that entire planning journey with them who on the day just knows um, exactly what they're expecting because ultimately my everything that I do, all the planning and the hard work is so that when the bride and groom walk in, they're like, wow, yes, this was what we wanted. Yeah, yeah and I think it's all that sort of stuff like encompassed that they don't need to be worrying about that on the day. They don't need to be worrying about whether the bar has run out of Pepsi or if one of the chairs around the table has got a wobbly leg. Like they don't need to worry about that sort of stuff. And I think that's where having somebody like you comes in as such a vital I was about to say key, no pun intended, but as like a vital part of the wedding. Um, and yeah, I think it's really lovely. I definitely think there are a lot more people sort of going with wedding planners and um, on the day coordinators nowadays. Where do you see keys in the detail in the next two years? So I'm hoping that I'm just back to back doing uh, years, years and years worth of weddings. <laughs> and <laughs> um, to be honest um, I like the direction it's going in at the moment um, and I do intend to pick up kind of um, a few more so at the, this year in particular I have scaled back the amount of weddings that um, I will take because of my own and I felt like you know you only get married once and fingers crossed and um, there is kind of an, an element of me wanting to keep a little bit of that for myself but then I'm excited for afterwards to be able to kind of share that journey with brides and then to be able to use kind of like my experience um as something for them to learn by i might kind of be working with a bride for um you know after my wedding and say well actually i did that and i wish i didn't or if i'd have done this then this would have happened you know what i mean and just to be able to offer even more wisdom um, from the horse's mouth essentially um, is something I'm really looking forward to. We are looking at um, expanding into kind of some other things and um, it's quite mm. exciting which I can't say too much about um, but yeah the certainly the wedding side of things um, is looking to hopefully go boom. Um, just before we go then, do you want to let people know where they can find you on Instagram or Facebook or your website just so people can really stay up to date with everything that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Instagram, it's just at keys in the detail. Um, I try and be as active as possible on there. There's always lots of new advice and inspiration. Um, so if you are a bride-to-be, then I highly recommend checking it out. Um, our website is www.keysinthedetail.com and there you can find um, all our services that we offer, um, our whole list of supplier recommendations. So we have some great guys on board um, that are basically, like we said, at the beginning of this at the beginning of this chat that suppliers that I work with I'm confident to recommend and um, so that's really nice and we've got a few more additions adding to the list sort of around um, the 1st of June so look out for those and um, because there's some great people adding on that list um, and yeah that's sort of that's the best way to get in touch really wonderful well thank you so much for joining us for today's episode it was lovely to chat to you um, and by all means guys go and follow georgie and keys in the detail over on social media i will leave all of your um links in the show notes as well so people can check it out 
It's lovely chatting to you, George. I'll speak to you soon. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.